0: You know, a lot of people have a whole, hopefully not that extreme, but different views of who God is and who Jesus is and who they're praying to and, and, and how you're supposed to pray. And, and one of the things I've been trying to do in this series is just try to, to debunk some of the myths about prayer and to really talk about what it really is. And of course, I've, I've talked already a number of times about the fact that it's not, it's not a matter of that I have to do that at church or that, that I have to be on my knees or that I have to pray My hands in the air, or have to pray this way or that way, or or use fancy language like "thee" and "thou," or King James English or whatever. Um, But prayer really is, and I I think we're going to epitomize it today. It's conversations with God, and I really want to just center in on that and just just stay on that for a few minutes as we think about that because that's exactly what prayer is. Well, recently, not 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 long ago, good friend. Situation and and, and I said, uh, Why don't you pray? It was in a public type setting. He said, I never prayed in public before. I said, Well, just talk to God. That's all you got to do. He said, Okay, I can do that. And he did. It was great. You know, sometimes we forget. That's just what it is, it's just conversations with God. Yancey, Philip Yancey, who uh, wrote several books, one back there on prayer, which is outstanding, and you might want to grab one of those, and, and if, you, if, you, if there's still some left, I'll have it on the link how to get it uh, on action steps, but um, he also wrote, Yancey did, a book called Disappointment with God. Listen to what he says, by studying about God, by taming Him and reducing Him to words and concepts that could be, filled, that could be filed away in alphabetical order, I had lost the force of the passionate relationship that God seeks above all else. The people who related to God best, Abraham, Moses, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, treated Him with startling familiarity. They talked to God as if He were sitting in a chair beside them, as one might talk to a counselor, a boss, a parent, or a lover. They treated Him like a person. That's one of the things that gets lost in prayer, isn't it? I mean, again, extreme example that we saw on the video there. Uh, but sometimes people pray like, who are you praying to? You know? Or they think they've got to go through some sort of mumbo-jumbo to, for God to hear them better. Or that it's the beauty of their, of their words or the, or the formality of that or whatever it might be. So what I'm, what I'm going to just hit on here several times is prayer is, is conversations with God. That's what it is. And that could come in many, many different ways. A quote from Martin Luther, the great reformer of the 1500s. He said this, If only I could pray the way, this do- the way this dog watches the meat. All his thoughts are concentrated on the piece of meat. Otherwise, he has no thought or wish or hope. Isn't that true? And those of you who have dogs have seen that. And even if you don't have a dog, you, you can kind of picture in your mind how that dog looks for that in meat. Luther says, I wish I could pray like that. Where well, I'm only thinking about who it is I'm praying to, God, to be focused on Him. So that's what prayer is. Now, what I want to do is I want to go through uh, four or five verses in the New Testament to show you that talk, the, the verses that talk about this whole thing of praying at all times or praying night and day, praying continuously. Because the question comes up oftentimes how do I do that? How do I pray all the time? How do I pray continuously? Do I just keep going back and getting on my knees and praying, or do I keep going into the corner and, and talking to God and, and, and so forth? Um, no, of course, that's not practical. It's not, it's not possible either. So what does it mean? So let me just show you these verses, and then we'll talk about it. The first one comes from the book of Romans. God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night, day and night, I bring you and your needs in prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart, telling others the good news about His Son. Day and night, I pray for you at all times. say, well, how does He do that? Uh, Book of Ephesians, pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. So, pray at all times. There it is again. Pray at all times. It's not unique in just a couple of places. Philippians chapter 1, I always pray for you and make my request with a heart full of joy. I always pray for you. Next, next verses in First Thessalonians. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. How do I pray constantly for somebody? Night and day, continuously. How do I do that? Well, keep, keep reading here. First Thessalonians chapter 3, next verse. Night and day, says it again. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill up anything that may be, that may still be missing in your faith. That's a good prayer. Night and day we pray earnestly for you. So what does it mean? Pray at all times. Let's just jump into this thing because there's a lot of material to cover here and I want you to see it. What does it mean to pray all times? What does it mean to have these conversations, these ongoing conversations with God? What does that mean? I got about, I don't know, a few bullet points here for lack of a better term just to kind of help us think through this. And uh, so let's just jump into these and maybe it will help. Um Praying at all times is having a God consciousness. Okay? A God consciousness. It's being alert to the fact that God is with you. Wherever you go, God is with you. That's what the song was, one of the songs that that, uh, that, that Daniel sang this morning, you know. God's everywhere. Praying at all times is is, is this God consciousness. Basically, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm thinking about the fact, you know, God's right here with me. Lord, I'm you know I, this situation is going on here. You know it. Help me to do this or help me to do that. Help me to help me to pull in this deal, Lord. Nothing wrong with praying that. Some people say, well, you know, I, I pray for everything, but I don't pray for for God to give me success in a deal. Why not? Uh, there's no there's no guarantee that He will, but there's certainly nothing wrong with praying for that. I had a professor and, and I remember this. This has been like thirty some years ago, I think, or maybe more, and uh, in, in college, and he used to always say. Uh, some people get criticized. He used to speak through his nose because it's the way he talked. He said, Some people get criticized because you don't know him, but this is such a great imitation. It's amazing. Um, so, some people get criticized because they pray to God whenever they get in trouble. Well, I can't think of a better place to go. And it's true. I can't think of a better place to go. And you know, people say, Well, you only pray when you get in trouble. Okay? That's a good place to start. It's a God consciousness. Don't, be, don't, be, you know, don't feel guilty about praying to God because you, you need Him to help you. <laughs> or because you're in trouble. Praying at all times is having, is having a running conversation with God. And this may be, in, this may be in, in times of need, or this may be in times of great blessing. Have you ever been you know, in a situation, maybe you're driving down the road, maybe you're just sort of stopping and you're kind of reflective and you're thinking and you're thinking of all the blessings you have? It's a great time just to stop and say, God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the blessings of life. Thank you so much for my children or my husband or my wife or, or, or this job that I have or whatever it happens to be, you know? Uh, just stop and reflect and think on that. Praying, It's having a running conversation with God. I'll tell you, one of the ways, and not really any way we could illustrate it without a whole bunch of different film clips, uh, but in the play slash movie as well, um, Fiddler on the Roof, if you noticed... Um, um, what's his name? His name just slipped my mind. Um, uh, uh, Retavia. Uh, uh, how he uh, how he always is talking to God. You know. He's, you know. And it's, it's, it's almost hilarious. He's well. You know. He's going for. You know. He's leading his ox or cow or whatever that is along, and it's like, oh God. You know. You blessed many many people. You know. Talk, he had some great lines in there. God, why couldn't you make me rich, you know, if I were a rich man, yada, yada, yada. The whole thing. His whole, the whole, The whole play, he's just always having this running conversation with God. It starts talking about his kids. It's a great old example, great illustration of somebody just having this running conversation with God. And, uh, and some people kind of make light of that. I, I think that, that, that's very valuable. Praying at all times is having a running conversation with God. Maybe in times of great need. It may be in times of great blessing. Um, praying, at time, uh, praying at all times is, is being continually aware of God's presence. I've already said that a couple of different ways. Some of this is repetitive, and I intended it to be that way, because I really want you to get the point. Sometimes it's just being aware of God's presence. Praying at all times, and this is, this is huge right here, keeps us from compartmentalizing our lives. Don't compartmentalize your life. Don't say, okay, I'm at church now. This is one part of my life. Now I've got my work part of my life. I've got my fun part of my life. And never the never never the twain shall meet. You know, we weren't designed to live that way. It's all it all works together. And part of this whole thing when we talk about praying at all times, it's recognizing whatever I'm doing, wherever I am, whether I'm working or whether I'm playing at something that's just a game or something else. I'm not going to compartmentalize that. It's all part of the same... It's part of my life. And one of the, one of the neat things, <clears throat> one of the many neat things about being a follower of Jesus is, is that He cares about every aspect of our life. The Bible tells us that in 1 Peter. It says, "...cast all your cares upon Jesus because He cares for you." And, and so don't think that there's some part of your life that, that God doesn't care about. Again, He may not answer, and we're going to talk more about that in the future... Our last, our last topic, unanswered prayers, doesn't mean He's going to answer your prayers just the way you think all the time. That doesn't mean that He doesn't care, right? So praying at all times is, is being, you know, continually way of, God, of God's presence. It's, it's not compartmentalizing my life. You know, it's, it's, you know, cut it all up into different parts of my life. Praying at all times, this is huge, is the difference between religion and a relationship with God. One of the comments that I get, probably, if not weekly, certainly monthly, is is someone will be visiting and they'll say, what do you mean you talk about this having a relationship with God? Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about, is having the ability to, Jesus came to earth to to live, suffer, die, and then be raised again. And He did that so that we would have an advocate before the Heavenly Father. It's through Jesus that our prayers get to God. And, and, and you say, so I, that's that's why we pray in Jesus' name. I don't, I'm not saying you have to say those words every time. I'm not saying there's some kind of magic formula, some spell you put on it. But we pray in Jesus' name because it's Jesus who takes our prayers to God. Okay? And I don't care whether you say pray to Jesus or pray to God or baby Jesus or grown-up Jesus or whomever. I don't care. You know, I think it's more important that you pray. Okay? And, and, and that's and that's the whole thing here. And, and the difference between that and just some sort of a thing where I walk through the motions and just practice some religion whatever it might be, even a good good solid Christian religion, even though I may practice that type of thing, if there's no heart and if there's, not, if there's not a relationship there with God, it really doesn't do much good. I'm not saying those people are bad people or I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying there's a difference between a religion and having a relationship with God Almighty. And we're not really too big on religion around here. We're pretty big on who knowing who God is and having a relationship with Him. Because that's more important than any religion. That's going to help you in the middle of the night when you're really having some difficult issues. That's going to help you when you've got some things going on in your life as opposed to just, oh, gosh, I need to go to church and things will go better. That's not a good luck charm. You know, it's not a superstition. It's a relationship with God that we're talking about here. So we need to, we need to see that. It's a difference between a religion and a relationship. With God, praying at all times helps us keep our thoughts off of ourselves. This is another huge issue. It, it, when, we, when we have this God consciousness, this understanding of God's presence, it helps us. It helps us to focus on something other than ourselves. Whether that be that I'm driving down the road and I see somebody in an automobile wreck, or whether that be that I'm watching television and I see something, and I even then can say God help those people. I saw that I was in. We were in Chicago this week, uh, myself and a couple of our student ministry, John, our student ministry director, and, and a couple of our student ministry workers. It was a student ministries conference. Okay? I was there because, of course, I used to be the best student youth pastor in the whole world. But anyway, I, I, I jokingly say that because like some, some of my friends give me a hard time about that now. But um, uh, I was there really just to help and learn. And it was great. It was great to learn a lot of different things. We were at the Willow Willow Creek Association. Uh, student arts, or, I'm sorry, student ministries conference. Anyway, uh, and then one day I, we, we got back one evening and uh, late as usually was the case. And I saw the thing on TV and I knew my wife was in Alabama and there were some of these tornadoes. You know, you just utter a prayer. God, I don't know who's there. I wasn't too ordinary. She doesn't spend too much time in Enterprise, Alabama, thank God. But, but um, it, you don't get that. if you haven't been there. But anyway, uh, um, but you can still just, just God help, help Charlene first of all and, and help those people. I don't know any of those folks, but protect them and help them. And those people who've lost people, give them comfort. You know, it's just the ability to, to think about others and, and just to utter a little prayer at that time. We have a little thing that we have, and if you, anybody can be a part of this, but we have a little thing at in, in Renaissance—a little prayer thing—and it goes around a, usually a couple times a week by email. And um, just email me, and I'll tell you how to become a part of that. But, but. But uh, or anybody on the website can tell you how, how, to, how to be a part of that. But we get different prayer requests, you know. And we're praying right now for a little baby that's uh, going actually undergoing surgery today. And um, from one of our couples here. And I won't go into names or anything, but we, we're, we're praying for, for the little little baby. Just asking God to really protect him. And it's just a, a tough situation. So pray about that when you think of it. We're going to do a prayer right now. Just God help them help, help the surgeons. And uh, pray for healing. Pray for you to work in, in, that, in that little baby's life. That's prayer. I meant it. God heard me. I didn't even bow my head or anything. Imagine, you know. Why do we bow our heads, by the way? I don't know if I even hit that yet. We bow our heads out of reverence. We don't always have to do that. Why do we close our eyes? We don't have to close our eyes. We close our eyes usually to limit distractions. There's no magical formula. You know, it's amazing. You go through the Bible, and there's all kinds of methods of prayer. Uh, there's standing. There's standing raising hands. There's, there's uh, kneeling. There's, uh, you think, uh, there's a couple places where, where Moses gets down on his face, and prays you know grinds his nose in the mud probably um there's only one position that's not mentioned in the bible and that's with your head in the pillow no i just anyway uh <laughs> you can do that too okay <laughs> it's not in the bible but i'm sure that's god's going to hear your prayer wherever you are okay and that's what prayer is it's it's it's, it's and, and one of the things it gets our thoughts off of ourselves. The next, the next bullet kind of goes along with that. Not only to get our thoughts off of our, it, it, it helps us to become aware of the needs of others. Okay, that's sort of repetitive on that. Um, it, it just helps us to be aware, you know. And sometimes you go into situations and you meet people maybe who are just obnoxious, or or maybe you are at a store, or maybe you are somewhere and the people are just rude, you know. Maybe the response instead of thinking what a blanket, you know, whatever, instead of thinking that that all of us have at times. Maybe we just utter a little prayer under our breath. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that poor soul right now, but it, it's not good, so, so help them. You know, and, we, we, and maybe it might even change your behavior towards someone who's being incredibly rude or incredibly obnoxious. That's a good thing for you, at least, to be able just to pray for them. No, it's not an excuse for them to act that way, certainly. Not an excuse for us either. So praying at all times keeps us aware of the needs of others. Praying at all times keeps us aware of God's blessings. I've said that in different ways already. But it just keeps us aware of God's blessings. Just to be in thought and to be thinking about the fact that God's there. You know, um, I've already said this too, but I'm going to say it in a different way. Praying at all times keeps us from being religious. I said a moment ago the difference between religion and, and, and and a relationship. But here's what I mean by this in terms of... It keeps us from being religious. That's because when, we're, when we pray, when we understand who God is, it helps us to recognize how small I really am. It helps me to recognize how flawed I really am. So when I, when I pray all the time, it just helps me not to ever put on that, that cloak of self-righteousness. That I'm somehow something special because I do this or I don't do something that somebody else does. It helps me to to, to stop and recognize who I am and my acknowledgement, and my my humility to a, to an Almighty, all-powerful, omnipotent God. It, it helps me from from becoming just some some religious jerk, you know. And that's an important issue right there. Praying at all times. Keeps us from just going there and being religious, praying at all times. Do you feel about the uh, we're gonna, you're going to hear about Lo- Brother Lawrence in just a moment, okay? Did you read my notes? You read my notes. I have a quote from Brother Lawrence. He's he, he just he asked me about the Lawrence prayer, um, and I, I think, and well, if it's not, we'll talk about it later. But I think you're talking about the prayer, but the Brother Lawrence prayer that was written in the 1600s. Another That's not the same. Okay. Oh, the Lord's Prayer. I talked about that last Sunday. Where were you? Yeah. Um, go get. It's back there. It's on, it's on, it's, the Lord's Prayer is a great prayer. We talked about that last Sunday. And um, um, I kind of took each part about about that, if you weren't here, and talked about what that means. And the Lord's Prayer was just, uh, it's, it, it's a pattern for prayer. And it's a great prayer. And if you didn't get that last week, you either go to the website and you can hear it. Or there should be some, some, some CDs back there and cover all that that I, that I have. But it's a great prayer. And it's a great prayer to memorize. It's a great prayer to think about. There's another prayer by Brother Lawrence. I thought you said Lawrence. You said Lords. So I'm going to tell you about it in just a moment. And that that comes with this point right here: praying at all times, right here. Praying at all times. Watch this. Keeps us from going freaking nuts in the twists and turns of life. You know, this is um, this is huge. And I don't mean this. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to to make light of of, of anybody who has mental health problems, I'm not at all. We need to pray. We all have friends, family members that are like that. We need to pray for them. But what I want to tell you is this. If I wasn't aware of God at work in life, not that I always understand it, but I wasn't aware of God at, at work in life and, and having a trust in Him, I really do believe that the opposite of that way, I, I would have serious, not that I don't have some every now and then, Now I would have serious Stability problems. If I did not have some understanding of God and what His and His working, even though I don't understand always what God does or what He's doing, so what I'm saying is, prayer at all times keeps us from going nuts with the twists and turns of life because we don't know what's coming. You know, we don't know what you know. We don't know what today's going to bring, and, and we don't know what the next phone call is going to bring. And that's why we have to be able to come to God and pray, and thank Him for what He's doing, and ask Him for strength for whatever it is I need, and what might be coming in the direction of myself or those that I love and that I care about. Here is what I was talking about, when I thought you were talking about Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence was a great man who lived in the 1600s. He wrote a book called uh, Practicing the Presence of God. And uh, you can get that through, uh, I'm pretty sure you can get it at Amazon.com. I know you can get it on CBD, ChristianBookDistributors.com. Um, and I just took one little line. This, this is written in 1600, okay? That's a, just one part of the prayer. Life is full of perils and hidden and of hidden reefs on which we will shipwreck without continual assistance of the grace of God. Yet, how can we ask for it unless we are with Him? Why? I mean, that's 1600. Say, you mean in the 1600s, life was full of perils and hidden reefs? Yeah, most of theirs weren't car problems either. They weren't really car problems in the 1600s, in case you didn't know. Theirs, theirs was life and death issues. His twists and turns were whether the smallpox was going to wipe out a village, which it did. Or whether, whether dysentery or some of the other diseases of the time would just wipe out whole towns. He knew what the twist. What he's praying for are these perils and the hidden reefs. You and I might interpret that a little differently as to what the perils and the hidden reefs are. It might be the deal that I don't pull in or I'm in big trouble with numbers of my quota. It might be my relationship with my husband or wife or my family and some other kind of situation. But you know what? Just because it was one thing in the 1600s and it's something else here in 2007 doesn't mean that it's not worth talking about to God. And we need to capture that and we need to understand that life is full of perils and hidden reefs on which we will shipwreck without continual assistance of the grace of god prayer comes down to one thing you know what comes down to trust prayer comes down to trust and i'm gonna i just want to read one thing to you and then we're gonna wrap this up in a different way Um, prayer comes down to one simple truth that's trust and david said in psalm 31 look at this i hate all this silly religion but you god i trust isn't that good i hate all the religion but in you god i trust julie's going to come and and she's going to sing a song that i think kind of just puts it all together for us it's a prayer and you'll see that. Let, let us pray as she, as she gets ready to sing this. God, these are amazing truths. We can't comprehend them without your spirit in our heart, in our life, making them clear to us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness. And we thank you, God, even though we don't always do it, that we can trust you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.